0: So this is what it feels like to have two states of emergency at the same time. Every day is a new lesson in what happens when you don't have a real president. This has been a fascinating experiment. Anyway, we're all locked down in our respective bunkers. In Los Angeles, the curfew has been, I shit you not, 5 p.m. They keep telling us it's going to be later, and then at around 3.30, they say, nope, 5 o'clock again. The sun doesn't even go down until 8. So here we are with some classic sketches selected by archivist and writer Joe Davis, who lives around Baltimore and doesn't have a curfew. Uh, Joe's note says the sketches show how the country has changed and how it's stayed the same, but the eerie thing is how many things from these sketches are the same, especially right now. And some of these sketches are from, like, seven years ago. There it all is. The apocalypse, Republican cruelty, black people killed by police, Trump running for office, even social distancing in a way. And somehow, no matter what happens, all the money goes to the same largest corporations. Funny that. This is the final edition, Radio Hour. This is a public service announcement from the New York City Police Department. Each year, many Americans are hurt or killed because they criticize the police. Nationwide, young black men are 21 times more likely to be killed than young white men during police stops. Yet, despite this grave danger, people still risk publicly pointing out that young black men are 21 times more likely to be killed than young white men during police stops. This is just the kind of thing that gets young black men killed during police stops. If you are tempted to criticize police for stop-and-frisk policies, shooting unarmed civilians, and arrest quotas that many people say exist despite overwhelming evidence that they exist, please remember, most police officers are good at their jobs. But the New York City Police Union representative Pat Lynch is basically a child, and not a charming child. Pat is the kind of child who sets dogs on fire, then blames the retarded kid. So, when you're on the road, or at a protest rally, or just sitting around at home where you don't think anyone can hear you, please resist the urge to criticize police. Remember, one critical remark can change your life. And that's all it's going to change. We at Coke Industries wanted to know what freedom means, so we got opinions from the people who matter the most, ordinary Americans. What does freedom mean to me? I guess it means people much richer than I can get huge tax breaks, even though they export jobs to other countries. In fact, because they outsource jobs. That should be required.
5: It means really rich people can spend so much money on their favorite political causes that it completely drowns out my voice. I mean, the less you hear from me, the better.
6: It means a pair of wealthy industrialists can prevent any meaningful progress against global warming, thus dooming the rest of us to a century of weather disasters. And what would you do
0: if these freedoms were taken away? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it.
4: I guess I'd shoot up a crowded mall. Maybe a college campus. Um,
5: I'd blow myself up in a bus, and I'd I'd make sure the bomb had, you know, a lot of nails and glass and stuff.
6: I'd start kidnapping children.
0: Hey, you know what? Ordinary Americans love freedom.
3: Why don't you? The proceeding was paid for by dark money rooted through an offshore account of a dummy nonprofit and distributed to a grassroots organization that would be nothing, and I mean nothing without our help. So maybe they should think about that.
0: Why are you voting for Donald Trump?
5: Because Trump tells it like it is. The whole system is rotten and everyone's bought. The other candidates can't say it. But Trump can.
0: Trump will tell you the truth. Trump will tell you that
3: Trump is rich and that Trump can fix everything. Only Trump will tell you that.
0: All Muslims all over the world are just the same three guys running around using different names and exchanging outfits. Everybody knows this. But Trump's the only one who says it
5: There's a kind of frosting that cures AIDS And liberals won't let you have some Trump's the only
0: one talking about it
3: Everyone knows if you get a baby young enough You can mold its head into any shape you want. But you won't hear that from the lamestream media We
0: all know the movie Shrek was based on a true story Shrek is still walking around out there someplace He's got, like, the strength of an ape And no one will even acknowledge it Except Trump
5: Army snipers are trying to kill me because I'm white Donald Trump is the only one who gets it. There's
1: a certain
0: kind of paint, and if you cover yourself with it, you're strong enough to stop cars. But none of the candidates will talk about it, except one. Donald Trump. He says what you're thinking.
2: Coming this fall from all three networks, it's Capophilia. Yet another searing drama about Americans' crazy, doomed, but unending love affair with cops. James Franco stars as Officer Lou Stiggy Stiglitz, yet another bipolar, sociopathic, trigger-happy, but always endearing cop who strews bullet-riddled corpses, ruined lives, and routine injustices in his wake the way a snake sheds skins, and always comes out smelling like an endearingly battered, weak-old rose.
0: How can I have a career in law enforcement?
2: Get your hands on the car, you fucking
0: dirtbag. What you got in your pocket? A fucking gun? He's got a fucking gun. No,
1: no, Uh, you you put it there. (laughs) Ah, mommy, mommy.
0: (laughs) Good job, Stiggy. Keep these numbers up. You'll make lieutenant. Like you say, Captain, forget the law. It's all about enforcement.
2: Cupophilia, the series that brings you the heartwarming inside story of the brave men and an occasional deluded female who, 24 7, 365, are ready and willing to put their lives on the line for one another.
7: I saw you plant that gun on the kids, Diggy. I'm going to IA.
0: Tell you how it works, Cadet Cody. One of us kills a perp, Sugar. We all kill the motherfucker ever hear about the one rotten apple in the barrel yeah and you're it that ain't the way it is sweetie one good apple in the barrel spoils it for the rest of us apples one good apple in the barrel is a fucking rat jesus you just shot
2: her in cold blood Uh uh-uh motherfucker you did copophilia The show that brings you the enduring truth that any police force in any society embodies the darkest, cruelest, and stupidest prejudices that society harbors and whitewashes them so clean, you love those boys and babes in blue. Excuse
4: me, officer. Um, Can you tell me the way to the Statue of Liberty? I'm eating. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) You know, you people are the same everywhere. Back home, we call you lot the filth.
0: Get your fucking hands in the car, you limey faggot.
6: What do you got in your pocket? Probably the gun you're about to put there. Bobby!
2: Copophilia, yet another exciting, engrossing, telenarcotic series from yet another craven network that brings you yet another flawed but lovable version of your own collective lizard brain. Cops! You gotta love them on Copophilia.
3: What's it look like out there?
7: The dogs have finished eating the dead. Now they're eating the weak and the small. <sighs> Acid rain destroyed the roof and the bunker. I mean, it's only a matter of time before our skin is gone. Babies are carrying knives. Earthquakes are coming every six minutes. The rice, it it isn't rice anymore. It burns now. There's only one thing we can do to survive. I know. We must. We must get jobs at Walmart.
0: Yes, the only safe place anymore is a nice, climate-controlled Walmart. Small businesses are failing, and the air outside is toxic. But inside the store, you'll be stocking shelves with bargain pillowcases, fitted sheets, toys, crackers, and more. Plus, employees enjoy our generous benefits package. Benefits include being allowed to stay in the store. Remember death is everywhere so come on in fill out an application join the family don't unionize and make just enough money to get to and from work walmart where else are you gonna go it's the channel 7 10 o'clock news news for people who've given up Good evening. Our top story tonight, the president revealed highly classified information to Russian visitors at the White House, information that had been entrusted to the United States by Israel. Sources indicate that nothing will happen as a result, no one will get fired, nothing will change. Republican leaders literally don't care about national security anymore. And now, Jane with the weather. Jane?
7: Thanks, Tom. The Arctic just had its second hottest April on record. The sea ice is shrinking, and no one will do a damn thing about it. So
0: if I understand correctly, a piece of the planet is literally falling apart.
7: Correct.
0: And if this is the second hottest April in history for the Arctic, when was the hottest April in history?
7: Last year. So
0: if people want the U.S. government to take action on global climate change, what should they do? If
7: people want Congress and the President to take action on global climate change, what they should do is grow the fuck up.
0: Thanks, Jane. In other news, a musician you like has died. He was 52 and should have lived a lot longer, but didn't. Andrew has that story. That's right. Ronnie Ronson of Ronnie and the Ron Boys died Thursday after fighting the kind of rare, slow cancer that Mitch McConnell will never get. Thanks, Andrew. Over to John for sports.
2: The Yankees are currently leading the American League East because the team spent more money than God on
4: their players. And everyone goes around acting like that's okay. And how's your team doing, John? Well... I'm a Pirates fan, so fuck me, right? Fuck you,
0: indeed. Well, that's it for Channel 7's 10 o'clock news. News for people who have given up.
7: To emerging vocations, where we look at changes in today's job market. My guest this morning is one of the many people who telecommutes, who works entirely out of his home. He is what is called an aggregator and gathers links and content for various web pages. Mr. Bob Trilling, welcome.
0: Uh, what? Uh, uh, hi. Uh, does, does my does my voice sound weird? I'm not used to talking. Talking talking so
7: it must be really convenient to work right out of your home what sort of advantages are there with telecommuting
0: uh uh well uh there's uh no uh, traffic Uh uh-huh no no office politics i I was never good at that sure uh bathing is optional
7: right boy it's
0: bright in here
7: and how did you first start telecommuting
0: well uh, i had another job uh god i can't even remember it anymore I worked at a newspaper. I was a layout person.
7: And then you became part of the new economy. So tell us what you do. Walk us through your day. Uh, I get up at
0: noon or midnight. Day and night are kind of the same. Then I get online and look for news stories about the biological sciences. Then I enter them onto a website about the biological sciences. Then I play online games for a while. Then a week goes by.
7: Boy, waking up late and staying in my underwear all day? That's the job of my dreams. In my
0: dreams, I'm always walking down a long road and I can't find anyone.
7: One more thing. What would you say is the best thing about working at home by yourself?
0: Well, it it gives you a lot of time to think about what led up to this.
7: I never thought of it that way. Mr. Bob Trilling, thanks for talking to us. Was this
0: real? This is Barry Lank, executive producer of the Final Edition Radio Hour. If you're a fan of the show but don't have time to listen to a full episode, that's weird. Seriously, it's only half hour. Fortunately, the Final Edition has a SoundCloud page where the same great show is cut into short, YouTube-sized chunks, perfect for listening to at work, posting on social media, or sending out as samples claiming that you wrote it. And the page is maintained by contributing writer and deranged fan, Joe Davis. Hey,
2: everybody. I'm
0: Joe Davis. I created Slash Front No one knows what that is, Joe. Just want to listen to our infamous Man on the Street segments? Want to hear that one sketch from 2016 that you like, but we only used it once and you don't want to comb through iTunes for it? Well, now you can. We have everything on the SoundCloud page. Well, actually, Barry, the majority of our 2012-2013 material is still only available on PRX. And there's still a five-month segment of 2013-2014 content that's, like, not available anywhere. Shut the fuck up, Joe. So
7: search for the final edition Radio Hour on SoundCloud. The same great show, but less filling. And don't worry, all of my sketches are archived in there. I'm Samantha Jane Gerwitz. Hi. Republicans are at it again. After committing the resources of their party to repealing Obamacare, now they are trying to repeal something even bigger and more significant. The final edition's Pepper Lewis spoke with Republican Florida Representative Alan West.
5: Am I correct when I hear you say that Republicans now wish to repeal health itself?
0: That's right, yeah.
5: Isn't health what you need to survive? People say if you have your health, you have everything.
0: We see health for what it really is, a tax.
5: How is a financial levy equivalent to a human being's well-being?
0: For too long, Democrats have said that we need to watch our weight, keep our blood pressure down, avoid disease, and stave off death as long as possible.
5: And you're opposed to that?
0: Let's just say we believe in letting the market decide who lives or dies. Well, some people say you're crazy. Well, they said that about Columbus now, didn't they?
5: If you repeal health at the federal level, will health be up to the individual states?
0: Each state will be free to set its own definition of what's considered healthy, free from government interference. For example, if you want to drink frack water in Pennsylvania, you'll be able to do that.
5: People have to drink frack water because the government doesn't interfere. Your argument doesn't make any sense.
0: I'm a Republican, not an intellectual.
5: What do you say to critics who claim you oppose anything President Obama
0: does? That's not true. We oppose everything President Obama does. Are you worried about your own health? Health, no. (laughs) All Republicans are covered. You should see my PCL.
5: PCL?
0: Primary care lobbyist. Lobbies take care of all my needs. I don't even have a deductible.
5: So you don't want the government interfering with the market, but you don't mind the market interfering with government?
0: Who are you, Matlock? If I wanted to be grilled by him, I'd talk to Andy Griffith.
5: He just died at the age of 86.
0: See? If the government hadn't subjected him to so much health, he could have died a lot sooner. No argument there. This is
5: Pepper Lewis saying good luck with your effort to destroy the country. Don't mention it.
6: Coming soon, from the acclaimed filmmaker who brought you The Civil War, it's Ken Burns' The Republican Civil War. The story of a conflict that would have seared men's souls if anybody involved had them. In the autumn of 2013, the conflict in the Republican Party over just how stupid to be reached the boiling point. Though Republicans had long been united in their embrace of greed and intolerance, the question of stupidity was tearing the party apart. Stupidity opponent Rebecca J. Gladstone wrote of the growing rift.
7: We suburban moderates within the party want to halt the spread of stupidity. It's a blight upon a party devoted to acquisition of money with Ivy League credentials. But these tea party rebels' whole lifestyle is based on stupidity. They see any attempt to curtail it as a step towards total abolition. I believe that this party cannot endure half greedy, half stupid.
6: For their part, The rebel forces felt that the refusal of moderates to tolerate stupidity fatally weakened the Republicans. Tea Party rebel Lucas Cornfed Higgins took up pen and paper and wrote this anguished complaint. Stupid pussies, they can kiss my ass! Managing to misspell ass, pussies, and stupid entirely without irony. Clearly, stupidity was not going to just go away. Matters came to a head at the Battle of the Debt Ceiling, Rebel Commander Ted Cruz devised a strategy based on the relentless pursuit of unattainable goals using unworkable tactics, the very epitome of the stupidity-based approach. During a lull in the fighting, one of Cruz's foot soldiers wrote home.
3: "'Dearest Mother, today Commander Cruz, or Mars Ted as we call him, came around to urge each of us to be brave in the forthcoming fight and expressing his regret that he can't be there. Oh, Mother.' When will this cruel Obamacare end so that we can live unencumbered by individual mandates?
6: It was a question that would not be answered until after many bitter Republican primary battles ensued, causing the loss of many more congressional seats. Ken Burns tells the story of the carnage, the passion, and the stupidity as only he can in The Republican Civil War. Don't miss it. The Republican Civil War is made possible by generous grants from David
7: and Charles Koch.
3: Coming this fall from all three networks, it's the second season of Copophilia. Yet another searing drama about Americans' crazy, incomprehensible, but unending love affair with cops. Woody Harrelson stars as patrolman Lenny Lizardbrain Brain Lynch. Yet another itchy-fingered, overweight, psychopathic teddy bear of a guy the whole world loves. Lenny spends his day fighting crime when there isn't any, solving it in a hair-trigger hail of 9mm slugs, thus appointing himself judge, jury, and executioner. A one-man justice system, and always emerging as everybody's hero. Hey, you! Hold it right there! Got me. For what? I gotta get my car
4: and take my wife to the hospital. Hands on the car, motherfucker! Why? My wife's in labor. Tell you why, dirtbag! I'm protecting the community from black-on-black crime. There's no crime going on here. I don't know that, do I? You're fucking black. You could be a potential perp. You could be a potential victim. I'm neither. There is no neither. Every black male is one or the other. Bullshit. I'm getting my car. You terrify me. You seem to have the strength of ten men. Are you going for my gun? I fear for my life. Are you performing for your video camera? By removing you from the equation... Put the fucking gun away, asshole. I'm helping drive crime rates to historic lows in your community.
3: Copophilia, the series that brings you the heartwarming inside story of the brave men and occasional deluded female who spend the vast majority of their lives sitting in a car with flashing lights on top, working hard at developing really humongous buttocks, and occasionally murdering someone. Good
4: work, Officer Lynch. Thanks, Captain White. One less perp, one less victim, equals one less crime. Yeah,
6: and one less crime means a safer
4: community, a happier suburban population, and way more leverage at the bargaining table. <laughs> Keep this up, Lenny. You'll make lieutenant. Nah. Thanks, Captain, but I belong on the street. I'm a people person. Just an average Joe, you know. With a Glock Niner and plenty of military grade backup. <laughs> oh, Lenny,
3: you're a card.
4: And one hell of
3: a cop. Copophilia brings you everyday hero Lenny Lynch. Yet another flawed but lovable version of your own collective lizard brain. And yet another slanted, repetitious, propagandistic telemarcotic series ripped from the headlines. Coming soon from yet another Craven Network. Cops, you gotta love them, or else, on Copophilia. Chapter 1.
1: This is MSNBC Midday. Video has emerged of an unarmed black teenager in Regent, Pennsylvania, dead after an encounter with the police. We have reporter Mark Garrison here. Mark, what do we know so far? 17-year-old Laquan Jackson might have been an honor student
0: who would have become a civil engineer someday. Probably. His family says he literally never did anything wrong. We do not know what happened with police, but we have this objective analysis from a man in Laquan's neighborhood.
4: Hey, man, the police killed him after f***ing him. Chapter 2. Fox News has learned that Laquan Jackson was a self-mutilator and deliberately cut himself at least once. Could he have also harmed himself in this case and shot himself from 10 feet away? Fox has questions. Well, that certainly is a question.
3: Plus, photos emerged of Laquan Jackson on a high school field trip to the American Air Power Museum where he stood next to a 15,000-pound World War II howitzer. Could he have been aiming that seven-ton howitzer at police three months later? That also is a question. Chapter 3. On a lighter
4: side of the news, police in region Pennsylvania, where Laquan Jackson was killed, are required to stop young black men and take all their money to pay for repairs to the turnpike. The mayor defended this policy as necessary. So we should let the turnpike fall apart? We have pride in this town.
3: Chapter 4.
4: We're now on the second day of riding in Regent, Pennsylvania, after Laquan Jackson's funeral. CNN correspondent Jake Pratt is on the scene. Jake, how's it look? They're I've got someone time. yelling behind they're me. This time.
1: might explode well, into continue. violence.
4: They're treating us like fools. They're treating us like fools! The Steelers could have had the best defense in the leagues, and look at them. They are blowing it. Well, I blame the front office. Who else are you going to blame? They got all the players. I
1: don't know if this is protest-related, so back to you in the studio, and I'll let you know if this turns into a race riot of any kind.
0: Thanks, Jake. You know, I just don't understand what these rioters think they're accomplishing. They could make their points so much better with peaceful demonstrations like the one on
4: Thursday. There was a peaceful demonstration Thursday? Yeah, we didn't cover it, but that's not the point. Chapter
1: 5. A few corrections here on Local News 10. There were actually five officers involved in the Laquan Jackson incident instead of three, as previously reported. The bullet wounds were not where we said they were. The crime scene photo we've been using is from the Kent State shooting in 1970. Laquan Jackson's name is actually Jackson Laquan, And the picture we've been using for him is a 30-year-old photo of actor Wesley Snipes.
3: Chapter 6.
4: The governor of Pennsylvania had this statement today. This has been a
0: rough week for our state, but this has prompted a national conversation that can help police better understand the public, help the public better understand police, and ensure that this kind of tragedy will never strike. Again.
3: Chapter 7.
1: Tragedy strikes in a Missouri suburb as an unarmed 17-year-old black teenager is mistaken for an armed 52-year-old white paraplegic. Here's a report. The police killed him after f***ing him. I want everyone to make a lot of I want everyone to make a lot of toys. It's to his hooray and it's his little boy. Let me, let me, let me, let me make a lot noise.
0: So that was all written by Barry Lank, Joe Davis, and beyond that, I'm not sure because a lot of it was done in New York, so probably John Marshall, Tony Hendra, or Jeff Chrysler. It was performed by all those people, plus Bob Gordon, Darby Worley, Bruce Cherry, Kevin Janice, Richard Fitzgerald, Adam Taylor. Kate Signala, Mike Besaw, Keith Salterjanes, Jen Dodd, Samantha Gerwitz, Steve Rosenfield, Ebby Parker, Jim Earle, Kurt Weitzman, Jeff Hendrick, Eddie Pepitone, I, rec- I recognize his voice, Eddie Pepitone, and a few New York voices uh, that I don't have names for. It was all engineered by Barry Lank, Andrew Hammond, or Greg Russ. It was produced by Tony Hendra, Jeff Chrysler, and Barry Lank. Lots of music, as always, by Kevin MacLeod. Wherever you are, in whatever apartment you're stuck in. Good night. That
6: night upon bended knees, and with vows no maiden could withstand, they fled their days to me. And I dreamt that one of that no.